Hop in and roll with the OG. You are listening to Building Educators with Wood, and I am your host, Rashada Wood, teaching OG. Hey, teacher friends, you do not know how long I have been waiting to say those three words to you and welcome you back to season three of Building Educators with Wood. I'm your host, Rashada Wood, and I am a 19-year teaching OG. Now, for those of you who are listening in for the very first time, let me thank you. Let me also thank those of you who have been rocking with the OG for the other two seasons, and I want to welcome you back as well. Now, let me check in. One of the things I have to do here every single time we get together is I got to make sure that you are doing okay. So how are you? Are you taking care of yourself physically? Are you taking care of yourself mentally? Are you setting your boundaries? Are you sticking to them? Are you taking care of the people who love you and who you love? And I hope that you are. I hope that you are well. And not only do I hope you are well, I hope your families and your friends are well. And I hope your students and their families are also well. But to tell the new people about me and let you know who I am, again, my name is Rashada Wood, and this is my 19th year of teaching, and I call myself an OG, and all that means is in those 19 years, y'all, I have seen some things, I have been through some things, I have seen sets of state standards come and go, I've seen them written and rewritten and written again, and they have confused the fire out of us. I have been under every single curriculum best practice. I've seen it all. I've heard all the speakers just like you. I have read all the authors, you know, the ones who have taught like one year and now they like have all the answers, read all of those, went to the conferences. But although I have seen some things and I've been through all the things, let me tell you something. I have been around the block, but I am still standing. And my job is very simple here. I am here to tell the teacher side of this story right here. And on Building Educators with Wood, let me tell you something. We tell it like it is. This is a space that I created so that we as teachers can come together. We can be encouraged. We can get clarity on some of the things that we're dealing with. We can be affirmed because let me tell you, there is nothing like another teacher saying, hey, I know what you're going through. That's happening in my classroom too. We laugh a lot. We blow off some steam. And overall, I just want us to be empowered to speak up for the change that we need in education. Now, as I said, I've been teaching for, this is my 19th year. I did seven years in first grade. I did five years. And y'all listen at me talking like I did a bid at the county jail. Like I did seven years in first grade. I did five years in second grade. And this is my seventh year in third grade. And I am just like you. I love teaching. There is nothing better than teaching kids. I love kids, first of all, but teaching them is something special. Just seeing that light bulb go off in their heads when they figure something out. I'm just like you. I love walking them through their challenges and helping them see that they can all reach their potential. Um, I love it when they just figure things out and when they're curious. I love all of that. I love the actual job of being a teacher because I love kids. I'm also like you. I'm on the leadership team. I'm on every committee you could think of. I do stuff after school. Um, I used to be the grade level chair. Now that's that's old school because now I think they call it team leaders. Y'all, I'm a team player. I dress up on all the dress up days. So I am just like you. But here's something that I know. 
Y'all, we've got a little bit of a mess in education. We've got a little bit of a mess right now we're dealing with. And this is the goal of Building Educators with Wood, is to give it a voice and to make sure that our voice is heard. So let's get into Season 3, Episode 1 of Building Educators with Wood. I always like to do a check-in and let y'all know what's been up with the OG. Now, if you've listened to seasons one and two, you know that over the summer, I like to do a summer school episode. And on the last summer school episode, I let everybody know that I decided to go back to school to get my educational leadership add-on, my certificate, so that I can start my journey into admin. So I've had two classes that were in June. They were amazing. And then I took a class that started in August and it ended like the 1st of October. I have had some amazing professors, so I cannot say a bad thing about this program. Now, what I am working through now is 250 hours of an internship where I shadow my principal and other leaders to get some experience with leadership. And all in all, I cannot, again, I can't say anything about anything bad about this program. It has been great. I chose a great college, Piedmont, go Piedmont Lions here in Georgia. And it has been a wonderful program. And my rationale for doing this, I've always had this whole leadership, you know, this is where I knew that I wanted to go eventually. I always had that in the back of my mind, but I put it off and I put it off and I said, maybe that's not for me. Maybe kids are where I need to focus all of my attention. But in the last, definitely the last year and a half or so that we've been dealing with this pandemic and we have been dealing with the declining state of education, I know that it is time for those of us who have a heart and a mind for leadership and those of us who never want to forget what it is like to be a teacher and who never want to forget what it is that really makes kids tick and really what makes kids happy. Those of us who know that and who honor that and who want to keep that at the forefront of education, y'all, here's a little tough love. It's time for us to step up. It is time for us to step up and it's time for us to move into those positions of leadership. And it is time to advocate not just for kids, but for teachers. Because let me tell y'all, we are in the fight of our lives. As I was trying to figure out, what do I want to talk about for the first episode of season three, y'all know I'm going to keep it real. And we are literally in the fight of our lives. Because let me tell y'all, in a perfect world, this episode would have dropped about two or three weeks ago. I thought that when I was planning this at the beginning of the school year before everything happened, and I was just in my room during pre-planning, and I was just really being naive. And I saw, I felt like COVID was, you know, kind of getting under wraps a little bit and it was getting better. Um, And I was just in my room planning and thinking about some things. And I said, you know, I'll start season three um, of Building Educators with Wood after I go on fall break. My system does fall break the first week of October. And I said, I will be ready. I will be recharged. Everything's looking great. Everything's on the decline. And y'all, who knew? Like, who literally knew? Because we thought this year we were going to be ali ali oxen free. 
But let me tell you, as ca- and we were still being cautious now. We were still socially distancing. We were still had plans of mask wearing, making sure we washed hands, sanitized. We were going to be cautious. We were not just going to throw caution to the wind. But y'all, it happened in my school, just like I know it happened in your school. COVID sucker punched us about August. I mean, a straight boom sucker punch. And here we were in the fight of our lives. I am plugged into a lot of different teacher groups on Facebook and on different social media websites. And of course, I'm on teacher TikTok. And I noticed something that was the same all around the world is, first of all, teachers were in the fight. We were in the fight of our lives with sickness. There were so many teachers getting sick. Our families were sick. Children were sick. You know, friends, so much death, unlike anything we'd ever seen last year. And so we were having to make sure that we taught while we were well. We were trying to make sure that we protected our families. Those of us that have aging parents or aging people around us that we care for and that we wanted to be in close contact with, we had to be so careful all the while making sure that we came to schools every single day and gave 110%. And then y'all, we've been hearing all of this talk about the gaps that students have. And y'all know I got on my soapbox in season two about that because I'm trying to figure out where were all the gaps? Because I know that me and my teacher friends at my school were teaching our hearts out. We didn't care if you were in school. We didn't care if we were having to do it via Zoom or via Google Hangout. We have been teaching and we have been giving this content. We have been making sure that these standards are taught. So I wasn't really sure why we keep talking about gaps and a gap here and a gap there, but we have it in our head that there are so many gaps that need to be filled. So right now we are in the fight of our lives to fill in gaps. But let me tell y'all, it wasn't there was a gap in teaching. Y'all, there has been a gap in student learning. Yep, said it. I did it. It's out there. There has been a gap in student learning. And let me tell you, it did not just start from my point of view. It did not just start with this pandemic. If you have been teaching for a while, then you have seen the decline. You have seen it steadily over the last few years. Boy, if you've been teaching even five years, you have seen the decline in the responsibility that the students feel like they need to own and even the responsibility level that the parents feel like is like they own as well. And y'all, we are in an age where kids are taking less and less responsibility for their learning. They expect you to teach them. They expect you to feed, force feed them the material. They expect you to digest it for them. They expect you to read stuff for them. They expect you to think it through for them. And y'all, we are in the fight of our lives right now because we're dealing with unmotivated kids who don't even have the basic skill of being curious. Now, y'all, when we were in school, now, if you're old school like me, we were just genuinely curious and we would go off on tangents and research things and write in journals about things. And we would go outside and just ask questions and, and try to figure out the answers to stuff. I feel like even if you were not per se, just the best student or all a student or just, you know, some genius kid, there was at least a respect 
respect for learning so that when our students, when students came into schools, they at least respected that environment. They at least respected those four walls. And they knew that what's happening here is something that I need. And I'm going to give it respect. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to be on my best behavior. And parents had a respect for learning. They knew that they were going to send their kids somewhere where someone who loved and cared for their kids was going to do the best they could. And you know what parents used to think? Parents used to think the least I can do is read nightly with them. The least I can do is practice multiplication facts. But we are dealing with kids who are less and less inclined to be problem solvers. And what they want to do is bring problems and hand them over into your lap. And they want to say, hey, you're the teacher. You figure it out. And I know this is going on in your school because it's going on everywhere. We are in the fight of our lives because we don't have subs. We don't have subs. So if a teacher gets sick or if a teacher just has to kind of be out because life and I'm taking my personal days because they're owed to me or if I'm just sick and it's not even COVID, we are so short staffed with subs right now across the world. This is a global issue. And I know that schools are underfunded. Like this was something that, this is one of the things that hit me the hardest when I was taking my classes in June and the class I just finished. I knew schools didn't have the money. Like we're not just out here throwing money in the air. I, I know that things are tight, but I did not know to the extent that our schools, especially in the United States, are underfunded. And to see some of the programs and some of the things that we need so desperately be cut so drastically, boy, we're suffering. We are suffering. And it's not fair. It is not fair to expect someone to give so much of themselves. And it's not fair to ask teachers to keep giving grace here and make sure you give your students grace and make sure you're giving your parents grace. But no one's giving us grace. And y'all teachers are fed up. We are in the fight of our lives and we are fed up. We're fighting to stay well. And I don't mean just because we just talked about sickness physically. We talked about that. We're fighting to stay well physically, of course, but we are also fighting to stay well mentally. And let me tell you, y'all, they have been throwing that word around self-care. And, you know, I read an article the other day that talked about how we are weaponizing the term self-care and using it against teachers because we're telling teachers, hey, make sure you do self-care. Take care of yourself. Hey, are you practicing self-care? And when you when you hear that, it's just so ambiguous. And I feel like it's ignorant and it's irresponsible for you to say to someone, I'm not going to take care of you and I'm not going to care for you the way that I know I need to care for you. And the way I say I value you, I'm not going to ever show that for you in the way I care for you. But you make sure that you take care of yourself. And I feel like it's so counterproductive to the whole term of self-care. And it's kind of like an oxymoron. I was thinking about, I think a lot in football lately because, you know, of course it's football season and that's all that's on in my house. And I was thinking about, you know, the quarterback, you know, he's got, I mean, a very important job, if not the most important job, because he's got the ball and he's got to get that ball to the people that, to to the people who can run it and the people who can do something with it. So, You've got the quarterback, and and y'all go with me here. I'm hoping I'm saying all this right, because I've been married for 16 years, and as much football as I've watched, you would be surprised at my knowledge of football, but I think I got this. So 
the people who are supposed to be making sure that our running backs can get into the end zone. They are called blockers. Am I right? Or if the quarterback decides he wants to run the ball, what you need are blockers. And you need people who can look at the opposing team. And you you need people who can look at all you have coming at you and they can block it so that you can be free and clear to run that ball into the end zone. A- am I cooking with grease here? I think I kind of am. I'm feeling it. I think I am. And I feel like as teachers... We've had that ball and we've been running and we have been scoping things out and we've been strategizing and we're trying to figure out the best play to call. And when it's time for us to do what we need to do, we can't even get the ball off because the people who are supposed to be blocking for us are not blocking. The people who are our higher ups and who are supposed to be looking out for us and who are supposed to have our backs are not blocking and we are getting drilled. We are getting drilled. We're fumbling. We're suffering. We are in the fight of our lives. And then I feel like the people who are supposed to be blocking, who did not block, they look over and they say, get up, get up. You're a teacher. Get up. You'll be all right. Figure it out. But I don't have the money. Figure it, figure it out. But I need time off. But no, 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 no. Figure it out. But my students won't figure it out. And we are getting drilled and knocked down day after day after day. Physically, we're suffering. Mentally, we're suffering. Spiritually, we're suffering. But the people who are supposed to have our backs and who are employed to be there and to block everything negative coming our way so that we can do the one thing we are supposed to do and the thing that we're paid to do and the thing that we know that we've been called and loved to do, those people aren't doing what they need to do. But when I can't do what I'm supposed to do, it's get up, figure it out. You can do less with, you can do more with less. It'll be okay. You're a teacher. And then here comes the gaslighting. And then here comes all of the, 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 the backhanded, the backhanded comments that make you feel like you're less. And then yourself, not only is your body taking a hit, not only is your mental health taking a hit, then your self-esteem takes a hit because you're like, well, I mean, I am a teacher and something must be wrong with me because I'm not able to do all of the things that everybody says that I'm supposed to do. Y'all, we are in the fight of our lives. And let's talk about these unrealistic demands that are being put on teachers right now. I feel like a lot of our school systems are scrambling because they're looking at the standardized test scores um, from last year, uh, you know, when our kids were actually learning in a pandemic and we were teaching in a pandemic, but somebody decided that it was great for us to give standardized tests last year. And so this year, what we're doing is we're looking at those scores and we're wondering, well, why in the world are those scores not good? Now, all the things that we've said prior, all the things that we have already detailed and listed out that we're fighting against, we're, the higher-ups are still trying to figure out, well, why are these test scores so low? And let me tell y'all what they've done. They have went and found one of those huge foam, those football foam fingers, and they have put one of those on, and they have pointed at teachers, and they have decided, teachers, you are the problem. There is no problem anywhere else. It is not the curriculum. It is not the students. It is not the parents. It is nothing except for you. And we're going to fix you problem. And more and more and more is being given to us to do. And we're fighting for our lives. And teachers are walking into buildings every single day just on edge. 
Have you felt it? Have you walked into your building lately on edge because you know what you need to do? You know what your students need to do, but you are so anxious that somebody's going to walk in and they're not doing exactly what they want you to do and what they feel like you need to do and what they feel like will fix the problem. So you're on edge. And it's like when you speak up, you're just talking to the wind. And so we're fighting right now as teachers to be trusted and we're fighting to be heard. We want somebody to hear what we're saying. We're with these kids all day long. We want somebody to trust that what we decide to do and the the decisions that we make professionally are sound and they are the best practice. But it doesn't feel like it. It feels like we have all these unrealistic demands that we can never meet. We're fighting against all of the toxic positivity. We touched on toxic positivity in season two, and we're definitely going to go deeper in that. But toxic positivity is this notion that you just have to remain positive. It does not matter what is going on. Let me invalidate everything that you are concerned about, every worry that you have, everything that you see to be an obstacle, and anything that is bringing you any other feeling except for joy, let's not. Let's not, and let's just focus only on the good stuff. And of course, y'all, by nature, we are positive, loving people who want to be filled with joy. But when you tell someone that they can only focus on the things that are good in their lives, then you invalidate all of the things that they're going through. And you also miss opportunities to make the bad things better and to make the less desirable things more desirable. And we're fighting for our lives because... We need to be able to say that this is not right. This is not what education should be. And in this area right here, we need to get better. And as a teacher, you know I'm going to offer you a solution. This is how we can get better. And then we need to be trusted. And we need for people to listen and allow us to even just carry out some of the ideas that we have. So what do we do? What do we do? Y'all, I have sadly watched just a mass exodus of teachers. And I'm not sure why it's the trend now, but you know, people's choices are their choices and whatever they choose to show on social media, you know, we've had this discussion a a few seasons ago that we got to let people live and people do the things that they want to do and the things that they feel like they need to do for themselves and their families. But one of the, the big trends now is teachers are recording their um their last day on TikTok. But the thing about it is is that when I watch these videos, I don't see teachers who are happy. I don't see teachers who are doing it in any kind of mean spirit. I see teachers who are broken. I see teachers who are weeping as they pack up their classrooms. I see teachers who are leaving heartfelt long notes for the person who is going to step into their classrooms. So what do we do? What do we do? First of all, I want to say that you need to do whatever is best for you. If stepping away from teaching for a season or forever is what you need to do to be the best you can do, we don't want to lose you. Teacher friend, hear me well. We do not want to lose you because we need you in this fight. We need you alongside of us. But first of all, I want to say do whatever it is that you have to do in order for you to be the best you for yourself, for your family, for your friends. And for those of us who are making a decision to stay, first of all, I want to say kudos to you. This is not an easy decision. Staying in education right now and continuing to teach 
is just as tough of a decision as it is to leave. Because you know what you're up against. You know what you're dealing with. You know the deficits that you're coming into this with. So I want to say kudos to you. And I want to encourage you to keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep speaking up. Keep making sure that you tell it like it is. And, and, and most importantly, you will never go wrong if you keep doing what's best for kids. It does not matter Now, I'm not saying to just, you know, throw all caution to the wind and break all the rules at your school. But what I am saying is to do what is best for kids. Let me tell you, I have never had a sleepless night when I did what was best for my kids that day. Now, I may not have followed anything that I put on that lesson plan, but there have been very few times where I have gone to bed and I have stayed up because I felt like, man, I didn't do what was on that lesson plan, so I must not be a good teacher Y'all, I'm just like you. I come into my building. I come into my room every single day. And it is my heart and it is my goal to do what is best for kids. So if you're sticking in this fight with me, let's do what's best for kids. Let's build relationships with our students and our families. But let's set boundaries. So set those boundaries. Stick to your guns. Advocate for your students. But most importantly, advocate for yourself. Those of us who are sticking into the fight, let me tell you, we're blocking for ourselves. We are blocking for ourselves many days. And so we have to make sure that we advocate for ourselves and we got to stick together too. I hope that you are in a place where your teacher friends will rally with you and y'all can all stick together. I hope you are not in a place where it is competition and everybody's fighting against each other and you got part of the team going one way and the other part of the team just in a totally different mindset. I hope everybody's together and I hope you are with the team right now that you can stand alongside, lock elbows and fight together. Teacher friends, thank you so much to tuning in to our very first episode of season three. I would love for you to follow me on social media. I'd love to connect with you. I am on all the platforms. I am on Facebook at Rashada Writes. I'm on Instagram at Rashada C. Wood. I'm also on TikTok at Rashada C. Wood. Um, where else am I? I am on YouTube. Um, backslash Rashada C. Wood. Everything's Rashada C. Wood except for my Facebook, and that is at Rashada Rides. Also, you could head to my website, www.rashadawood.com. Got some new and interesting things that are being, that are in the works that are going to start popping up over there on my website. And I also have some books on Amazon. I'm an author of several books, and my newest book is called Prayer Plans. It is a prayer journal for teachers. And I always say, Before you spend hours writing those lesson plans, we need to write out our prayer plans and we need to be very intentional about writing out and sticking to the plan on how we pray for ourselves, our classrooms, specific students, and our co-workers, and just issues that affect education as a whole. If you go to my Instagram page, I have a video. You'll have to scroll a little bit, but I have made a video showing you how to use every single section. I took one section a day back in September, I think, 
And I just gave a quick little video of every single section and how to use it. So if you need something that's going to keep you accountable to praying for your students, then head over to Amazon and pick up prayer plans. I want to leave you with something very short, but super powerful. And I hope that this encourages you. Someone else's life is blessed because you exist. Their days are brighter. Their purpose is clearer. What an honor and privilege to exist. And I, for one, am glad you exist. And I'm glad you are a teacher. Until next time, class dismissed.